Hey, Clone Army. I just wanted to let you know before we get into episode 59 that we decided to split it into two episodes, this being part one of episode 59, and in a few days you'll get to hear part two of episode 59. We decided that it was best to split this one episode into two sections. Thank you for always listening. Hit the music. Check, check one, sibilance. Check, check, check two, sibilance. Come on and lose yourself now, everybody. Do 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 dancing, how we move your body. We do be shopping, telling you we love it. Do 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 dance, stop, how we all about it. You are a Everybody out there, countless beings far across the cosmos, whether one or a hundred million parsecs, you don't know us, but you are about to. We'll break up through the speed of light and sing to reach you. What is up, Clone Army? Welcome back to the best accidental Star Wars podcast this side of the galaxy. We're just simple clones trying to make our way like our father before us. Like my father before me. <laughs> As per huge, I am the Ark of Arc Troopers, Arc Trooper 5s, and... The man to my left or right, actually, no, he's on screen on Skype. He is Commander Quatros. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> what is up, Commander Quatros? Nothing much, man. Just looking forward to uh, talking about books and cartoons and whatnots. See, you know, the whatnots is always what gets me. That's that's what I get pumped for every time we do this, is the whatnots. Yeah, whatnots. Uh, whatnots. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as he gave you like a little hint of what we're doing this time, uh, some cartoons, we are going to give our thoughts and opinions on Star Wars Visions Tatooine Rhapsody. And then we have some whatnots. And then we will be talking about probably the best Star Wars non-canon, well, the best Star Wars non-canon storyline, in my opinion, Hair of the Empire. No, wait, Heir to the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> we found and, the hair. Uh, we found the hair. <laughs> it was in this cave. <laughs> what color was the hair? It was black hair. Oh, I knew it. We found Darth Vader's hair. <laughs> end of the book end of the book so yeah uh commander star wars visions as you kind of previewed before we started has a little catchy tune to it um would you say that's like like pop punk in star wars i would think it's yeah it's like a little bit of like glam rock ish Oh, really? You got some glam vibes? Yeah, I got some glam vibes, maybe. 
Hmm. Some glammy punk, you know. Okay. Pop punk, yeah. Ish. I like that. I don't know. I've actually been listening to a lot of like hair band stuff lately on satellite radio. So (laughs) when you said glam, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I've been on this like kick of listening to like whatever's on satellite, Skid Row, Motley Crue, Poison, all that (laughs) stuff. I just can't stop listening to it. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. When you just said hair bands, my first band was like Skid Row. Yes. Yes. Grew up on Skid Row. (laughs) Youth gone wild. Yeah. Yep. 18 in life. 18 in life. You got it. You got it. Dude, Skid Row. And, and seriously, I mean, I'm sure some people probably would listen to it and be like, this is garbage, but I, I listen celebrate, to it. I celebrate monkey business. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dude, and you know, thinking about that, that song was actually pretty metal for its time. Monkey business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it was all like chugga chuggas and some screaming. I celebrate that entire cat. What's it called? Slave to the grind, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Slave to the grind. See, now I want to listen to more. I just remember yesterday <laughs> walking hand in hand sing it sebastian <laughs> <laughs> so oh you know and, and to kind of shift gears a little uh tatooine rhapsody right so yeah. i'm look i'm looking at the word tatooine and i realize i've been spelling that wrong for my entire life i've been spelling tatooine like with two T's, T A T T O O I N E, and it's only oh. one T. Oh, one T. How about that? Yeah. So, like, my brain just, I guess, always puts that extra T in there for like tattoo. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes I sense. Just, I'm like, wow. So that's that's many years of my life I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all right. I, to make you feel better, I couldn't spell either way. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, how about that? That does make me feel a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever spell check says. Yep. <laughs> nice. Just start the first three letters. Let spell check take over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's priceless. That's, yeah. that's I, I'm sure a lot of people do that nowadays. <laughs> um, so I guess, I mean, I have a couple of notes on it. The, the one thing I noticed is the beginning I mean, we know these aren't canon stories, but it felt like it was an Order 66 scenario where there were troopers chasing a little Padawan Jedi, shooting at him and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can see that. I was wondering, the beginning kind of like doesn't really connect with the rest of the story. It's kind of like, what's going on here? You know, Mm -hmm. he's kind of like running away. Like, where's his master? You know what I mean? Right. What's going on there? So maybe his master just got taken out and he's all alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember like the first time when uh, when these episodes came out, when they released, I watched the first two, this being the second one. And I thought at first that that was like going to be young Kanan. Yeah. And Jairus, like that was where my head went. And it kind of went that way again today when I rewatched it. I know, obviously, I know it's not him, but that's just kind of where my brain took me. Um, Order 66 and all of that stuff. But I think the probably one of the biggest things that stood out in this episode for me is like the long haired piercing hut. Yeah. You didn't like it? <laughs> no. I, I I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I, okay, okay. I'm like I'm like, this dude is awesome. Like it, it took me back to the Clone Wars with Zero the Hut. He was just such a totally different type of hut. 
Yeah. And and I love Zero. The way he talked was hilarious. I wish I could do his voice. But uh no, I thought um this guy's name is G or no G. Yeah. G E E. And uh I thought he was great. And voiced by Bobby Mon- uh, Moynihan. Okay. From Saturday Night Live. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And I, I never would have known that. Yeah. But I think didn't he wasn't he on The Mandalorian? Didn't he? Um, like one of the biker scouts? No. Oh, no, that was Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I don't see. I don't know a lot of the Saturday Night Live crew anymore. There was somebody else. Who was that squid guy that Carl Weathers had kind of had working for him? Oh, you're thinking of that uh, was a, that was a different Horatio. guy. Yeah, Horatio yeah. Sands. Okay, got yeah. I mix, I mix them up. They're both on Saturday Night Live, though. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, my bad. So, so we got this guy named Guy, who's a hut with long hair, piercings, and the thing I thought was hilarious to me, at least knowing you, is he's a bass player. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start, dude. Like, okay, so this episode is not very well received, right? Oh, it's not. No, on IMBD, it's got like a five three, you know, huh. uh, I um out of ten, yeah, five three, and I have to admit, like, this was a fun episode. I loved it. <laughs> it nice. Deals, it deals with rock and two two of my favorite things, like rock and roll, being in a band, and Star Wars, and like they combine it. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know what I mean. So it's like to me, this is totally up my alley like i like the little trials and tribulations that the band goes through totally down like i totally understand what's going what they're going through you know trying to make it play to have empty crowd some people are into it you know their microphones are are you know tweaking out (laughs) dude the empty crowd was such a great touch i don't i'm not trying to interrupt you but it took me back to like the local band days where you know you're you're either on stage or you're in the crowd and you kind of look around and there's only like a couple people there and it's yeah. like, Oh man, you, you could tell like they were just starting out or just yeah. not that good or, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was, it was a great added touch the, you know, but you got like the couple of characters like bobbing their heads and yeah, tapping their people. feet, bobbing <laughs> their heads. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, it was just, it was just, it just kind of like, yeah, I can see that. You know, that's exactly, you know, how you go through. You're like, oh, man, like, do the people like it? You know, because <laughs> uh, you can't not get too much reaction. And then like, um, well, in this case, uh, Bubba Fett shows up, you know, to kind of ruin mm-hmm. the day. And like, hey, we're trying to play a show here. <laughs> right. That was pretty cool. I like that. I like that. It's uh, Tamara Morrison voicing him, too. I know. They went all out on this thing, you know, mm, for it being definitely. like a little short. You know, they put in some top level talent here. Jordan, Joseph Gordon Levitt is the singer kid. No, you know? is he yeah. really? Yeah. Dude, I did not know that. That's amazing. Yeah. That makes me like this even more. It, it, yeah. <laughs> when I heard that, I'm like, oh, they're, they're bringing some top level talent here. Did, uh, when, after Boba Fett shows up, they go into like a little like battle with him. Yeah. And one of the things I thought, well, actually two of the things I thought were really cool is one, the base shot flames out at Boba. Right. And, and then the, um, the droid girl who kind of looks like that droid from those, that really old sci-fi film from like the, 
God, like the forties or something. Oh, Metropolis. Yeah. She kind of looked like that. Like hers shot electricity, but, but when Boba Fett goes flying backwards, he goes into like this crowd surfing moment. And I'm like, this is freaking sweet. Like the, yeah. the crowd, like all of a sudden there's more people in the crowd, of course, but they're like holding him up and I'm like, this is awesome. Oh, totally. I just caught, yeah, I just caught that. That's good stuff. <laughs> Dude, and how cool is it to have a drummer with like three heads and two, you know what I mean? To, it's like perfect kind of like alien to play the drums. Oh, I agree. You could, the more, the more like arms and, and heads that you have, the better you are at percussion. If you ask me. And Oh yeah. Like that's just like having two or three drummers, you know? So, but this band has set up the rock, dude. I mean, and as we saw, you know, at the the end of the episode, they they got a following pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, um, did you did you catch the Wilhelm uh, Wilhelm scream there in the oh yeah same part where <laughs> <laughs> and they threw that in there? I mean, this is like you know they're hitting all the all the Star Wars notes, right? Which makes it just kind of surprises me that you know it. it wasn't received so well because I mean, maybe just cause it, it was a little too different, but I don't know. Sometimes different works. This worked for me. Oh uh, uh, like yeah. The, I'm surprised. I thought you were going to hate this. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't, cause it's just like a little bit on the, like, I don't want to say it's a little cringier, you know? Hmm. And I thought there's no way that you're going to be, cause you, you know, I take you as like a serious Star Wars, you know, and then here they're having fun with Star Wars. Are you calling me a Star Wars snob? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying like, you know, I I figured you would be like, like a Star Wars, um, you know, purist, I guess you could say. Uh, So I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that you're, you enjoyed it. Well, I I mean, think about it though you know for a lot for the same reasons you liked it i mean i played music and yeah you know i can understand that end of it and i i mean who doesn't like rock and roll and like like i said with the crowd surfing boba and it's just i got a kick out of it i'm like this is like this is like the bands i was in you know we were decent but nobody liked us (laughs) 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 and uh it just kind of took me back to that um no, I I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. And uh, did you catch? And I know I'm going towards the end of the episode, but it's just like I wrote a couple of notes down. They're all over the place, like towards the end. But when they're playing the song, you know, the one last song situation, and it flashes to like like kids with their little iPads, data pads, yeah. you know, running around showing like the live stream. Yeah. And it cuts to Figrin Dan in the cantina. They're all sitting around the table watching it. Yeah, for real. I'm like, man, they just, they put a lot of thought into this. Like, like you said, this short, fun little episode, they put so much Star Wars into it. Um, but it felt like, it almost felt like a Saturday morning cartoon. Right. Star right. Wars, like, you know, cartoon series or something. Absolutely. Yeah. It felt, it felt like, like, this was just one episode in a long series, you know, mm-hmm. and multiple run-ins with the, with, with, they even allude to like the fact that this isn't the first time their band has gotten interrupted or whatever, you know? Oh yeah. Something like we never get to finish our set or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> He's all bummed out. Yeah. Um, so there's like, there's a bunch of little things in here that if you're in a bands and you've been in bands before, 
did you totally kind of identify with, um, you know, playing that big show, you know, you thinking that big show is going to take you over the edge, you know, and, and, and actually make you like, you know, popular, mm-hmm. uh, and they're, and they're, they're playing a big show in front of Java in, um, What's the name of like where the pod racing went down? Most oh, uh, Bunta Bunta Eve. Eve. Yeah, Bunta Eve. Yeah. yeah. So they're all like jacked up for the show and everything, and also like you know the theme of like rock and roll save the day. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> they play the song, and then Java's sitting there tapping his tapping his tail. <laughs> his tail. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's just fun, dude. This is fun stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm t- I was totally digging it, uh, and the song is totally catchy. You know, like you know, it's almost like a thumbs up, thumbs down scenario with like, you know, gladiator type of thing. You know, like is it gonna live? Are you gonna die? Like, you uh, know, what I mean? yeah. Jabba lets them live because they rocked, and uh, and that was pretty fun. <laughs> but did you catch? You know, talking about Saturday Night Live. Did you catch the little callback to uh, Wayne's World? I don't think so. Okay, they're uh, they're sitting around, like all bummed out or something. Yeah, and I think they start listening to like the radio robot guy. Mm-hmm. They're like fixing their ship or whatnot. I think the radio robot comes on and he goes, "Check one, check two, check three, siblings." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's what that's from. That's from like Wayne's World. When Tom oh Hanks God. was uh, the uh, roadie, Barry, from, uh, he was Aerosmith's roadie. And he's like, Wayne's like, show us what you do, Barry. And Barry's like, okay, well, I got the microphones and I put the <laughs> scarf on. And I, the most important thing is I check the mics. I check one, check two, sibilance, sibilance. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. So when I saw that, I'm like, oh, man, this, this. This episode just went to 11, dude. I can't believe they that's like from the 90s, like from yeah. the early 90s, oh you know. God. These people did their homework and they know what they're doing and, and they know what they're, you know, I mean, they put the Wilhelm scream in there. They, 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 they Wayne's World reference, you know what I mean? They're playing with our favorite characters, Jabba, uh, Boba Fett. They got the right guy to voice them, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the animation's a little like. I don't know what to say, like the like gorillas kind of cartoons, videos, you know, mm-hmm. with the spiky hair and everything and the big heads. And, um, but you know, what probably hurt this, this episode is that it came after the duel. Oh yeah. When the, the duel, duel was so good. Yeah. And super serious and super like, I mean, just like mythic level, mm-hmm. you know, that this one was coming at you with like some different vibes, you know, such a like a 180 from the duel that oh, yeah. probably people uh, on IMBD anyways really didn't react well to it. And I don't think it deserves what it what, what it's getting, you know, a no, five that's a, three. That's a really good point because, yeah, I mean, you, you watch the duel and you're like, oh, OK, that's what the rest of this is going to be like. And it's like, no, it's not. And And I haven't watched after this episode, so I don't know what's to come after right. um, but but this kind of like makes me I guess at least think okay well th- these are all going to be very different from each other and that's going to be cool just to see different artists and their takes on everything the one thing I, I forgot to point out when you mentioned seeing Boba Fett uh, when he walks in 
to the the show that they're at he comes walking in with all the guys that are on the skiff in return of the jedi right um like those those guys all rolled with him on that skiff so <laughs> i thought that was you know another good add-in uh and there was a little space battle too with slave one attacking the band's little ship and so they just they rolled so much into this yeah. and stuff that like i mean god you mentioned wayne's world i haven't seen wayne's world like was it the movie or on saturday night live on saturday night live it was a skit okay so yeah i mean dude that's been so long since i've seen that even so right. that's that's great that you caught that oh the reason i catch it is because i was in a job out like what i did for a living i will used to um, have to check microphones, you know, install, I, I would install AV equipment, right? So that was like how we would check microphones. <laughs> you would always do that. <laughs> yeah, we'd always go, check one, check two, sibilance, sibilance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it. when I heard it on the cartoon, I'm like, oh my God, this is for me. Somebody made this cartoon for me. You know, it's got rock and roll. The bass player is like the star because I used to play the bass mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? And you know, it's cool stuff. Saturday Night Live, checking microphones, Boba Fett, you know, Tatooine. They go back to um, um, the cantina in there, you know, right. like you were saying, figuring Dan, Fortuna. I mean, Boonta's Eve, you know, like Boonta's, when they, yeah. they, the camera rolled on to Boonta Eve, I was like, wait, are we getting a pod race? Like, I had no idea what was coming there. It, it was just, it was cool to see all the little connections to all the movies. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Uh, you got a little Greedo in the background. You got all the all the characters in the bar. You know, the guy with the big nose. That was awesome. So what do you think? you think we'll see a tour of uh, this what band? They, they have a name. Yeah, I was going to quiz you there. What's the name? I know what it is. Um, Star something? Stargazer? Like that. Star close. Weaver. Star, Star Weaver. Star Weaver, yeah. yeah. I guess it's uh, according to IMBD, it's on the side of their ship. Oh, okay, nice. An arborish. So this is, so it'd be a Star Waver opening for Figure and Dan. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I'd go see it. I, that'd be fun, <laughs> dude. And, and they and they all like have high hopes. We're going to be the best band in the galaxy. Like every band. Oh yeah, you know, right. Band, <laughs> you know, has that same thought process, and it's pretty awesome. Heck yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it. I would, I'd be cool with seeing some more of it. It took me, I don't know. In a lot of ways, it took me back to, like I said, Saturday morning cartoon and, and also just like being in bands and stuff and just took me to a bunch of different places of, you know, good, happy places of my past. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, like I said, it tied in all kinds of little things for me. SNL, Saturday morning cartoons again. Yeah. Um, just fun, safe, you know, cartoons. Uh, I didn't think there were any real danger, you know? Right. Um, but with that star Wars, like star, we didn't have like a, if, if star Wars had a cartoon back when Saturday morning cartoons was a thing, it would probably look like this, you know, mm-hmm. and it probably would have killed and it probably would have been like oh, the yeah. cartoon to watch outside of like, you know, gummy bears and Smurfs and stuff or you know, all those other ones, Richie Rich and <laughs> oh my Muppet gosh. Babies. But, and then would be like, okay, when's Star Wars coming out? Like, I wish, I, I don't know. They had the droids, but like, 
you know what I mean? It wasn't like on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know when it was on, but, um, yeah, I could see this kind this style kind of being like the style that would, that would have, you know, been around back then. Yeah, I agree. And I would have watched the heck out of it. <laughs> oh, I know. It would have been awesome. Yeah. So I, I, this, this episode, I give it two thumbs up for sure. It was great. And the song is so catchy. It was, it was in my head the whole way home before we recorded. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's super catchy. So they have that little cool breakdown too. So I was, and there was like a little bass solo in there with, uh, when Jabba was uh, tapping his his tail, mm-hmm. I was like doing like a little bass solo part. I was like digging <laughs> that. Yeah, two thumbs up for sure with me because I mean, it just totally, I could identify with it all, which is awesome. Right on. Um, so I guess that's gonna wrap up our opinions on Tatooine Rhapsody. It was good. We'd be cool with more. And uh, there was something you wanted to touch on before we got into Hair of the Empire. Yes, as you know, we are not the only podcast that delves into the Star Wars lore. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, we're the only one. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, there's other ones out there. That's not true. <laughs> and by George, I listen to them. <laughs> George and, Lucas? Yeah, and I George Lucas them. All right, sorry, go ahead. I By George Lucas, I listen to them. Anyways, um... So I was listening to an episode of um, the the, the show is called Spark of Rebellion, and I get, these are guys you know out of England, which is awesome. And they 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 had an episode not too long ago uh, on October 16, twenty twenty one, titled "What Should Disney Do with Star Wars on the Big Screen?" And it was just one of the hosts. I don't know why I started listening to this. I don't know why it was in my in my shows. I don't know how I started listening to these guys or whatnot. But I'm glad I caught this episode because the show's host, uh, Mark, nailed it on the head. Like, as far as I'm concerned on what um, Star Wars, how Star Wars should be uh, treated on screen, on in movie form. Not some, you know, he goes into other other forms like like Disney Plus and the TV shows and whatnot. And basically, I just wanted to say that I agree with what he says. And then his main point is, if you're going to do Star Wars on the big screen, right? Do Star Wars. <laughs> and I couldn't have put it better myself. Like I think it's a great way to say it. Like, don't be afraid to do Star Wars because he talk, he talks about how. He explains it way better than I can paraphrase, but he talks about how the prequel, the sequels, well, the prequels, he talks about the prequels and how they were unapologetically Star Wars films. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As far And the originals as well. But like the, when we're dealing with non-original stuff, the prequels were non-apologetic Star Wars films. You went to those movies to see Star Wars, right? You didn't go to see something else like you know you knew what you were getting into and he says in order for um star wars to be successful in film form in movie form and because when you go to the films and you go to movies you know you're spending a bit, kind of a, a decent sized chunk of money you know what i mean it'd be like one whole month of disney plus and if you know 
And if you go with a few friends, you're spending a good amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. So you want, you know, when when you go in to see Star Wars, you want to experience what you you know what you're looking for. And when it, that doesn't happen, you're disappointed, you know. So um, I'm I'm just talking about what he what he talked about. And um, anyways, he says the prequels were to their goal wasn't to their goal was to appeal to everybody and not like take a position and not, you know what I mean? And when he says, and he says that when you do that, you don't, um, you don't make anybody happy when you don't have, you know, a position. So it's like, you said the prequels, I think you mean the sequels, right? Yeah. The sequels, the sequels. Okay. I meant the sequels. When you do this with the sequels, like didn't appeal like they didn't have, um, they were they were marketed like their their idea was to appeal to everybody, right? Which is to be expected. It's Disney. And Disney doesn't want to turn off, you know, anybody, because when you start turning people off, you start losing money. So that's the problem. And then so that was like their, that's what kind of where Disney kind of um, didn't really read the room right as far as you know, Star Wars fans enjoying the movie. Um, so his suggestion is when you do star Wars, do it, do star Wars, um, you know, light side versus dark side, you know, however you want to do that, you know, bad guys versus good guys, (laughs) you know, he says that that, that's, and I just wanted to say, I agree with it. I I think he's, he's right on the money and he, I couldn't, you know, he summed it up real, real nice. Like, Mm -hmm. You know, I said I couldn't put it a bit better myself, um, and bravo for for putting it out there. Yeah, he. I I listened to it, and he said uh, at one point he said that you know the Force Awakens took off like it was like okay, yeah, I'm ready, and he said something like at the Last Jedi and the Force Awakens, whether you liked them or not, there was a lot left on the table. They didn't. Uh, go as far into it as they could have it left you unfulfilled story something along the lines of that he said and and i get that and no i I mean i i I agree with what he was saying as well i think everybody kind of knows what where we stand on a lot of that at this point (laughs) no he said it really well and i agree i I mean i wish i could add to it but i I can't i think he, he nailed it like do star wars do star wars you know don't be afraid you know uh, but it's going to be a challenge for Disney to do that because, like I said, it's not in their wheelhouse to turn people off, you know, by, by you know, sticking to, I mean, but they're doing the Mandalorian now, so. I know, know. I was going to say, I think that they're, I mean, obviously this guy is talking about the big screen and these are, yeah. you know, streaming series, but I think, you know, I think that they they're getting it. And these series on Disney Plus in this break between big screen films is going to help, hopefully, help them tell better stories in the future on the big screen to where, you know, when you're spending $15 a person or whatever it is to watch it on the big screen and you're walking out feeling fulfilled. Yeah, right. And um, another point he makes is like, you know, bad guys being like equal to the task of the good guys, you know? So like 
having just as good of bad guys as good guys. And he brings up Thrawn, which ties into what we're going to be talking about today. You know what I mean? How you can't just like bust Thrawn out on the big screen, you know, in a movie because he's so complex, um, which mm-hmm. I agree with, um, um, that you just won't be able to, um, you know, you can't just like pop them out and be like, okay, here's Thrawn. You know, if you don't have all that, if you, people won't, you know, people need to do like the investigation. Like, who's this guy? Where did this guy come from? You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, watch Rebels and read this, the Ascension books, I guess, Ascendancy or whatever. Thrawn, mm-hmm. you know, the Disney ones. The canon um, Thrawn The canon trilogy. one, yeah. yeah. That was a good point that he made about, about Thrawn. And it, it kind of like, made it no it didn't kind of it definitely made sense to me because you know we const we've said why couldn't they have done you know timothy zahn's trilogy as the sequel trilogy and it's like you know there's almost too much story to where like this guy was saying in his episode that you could introduce thrawn in a series on disney plus because he needs that build up and then, you know, just my thought after that is you could then put him in some movies because, right. yeah, he's a complex character and he deserves, you know, this character deserves the the time to build up because I think he could, he could be right up there with like Palpatine and Vader as some of the best villains. Absolutely. He's definitely the coolest character outside of, um, the Emperor and Vader, the coolest villain mm-hmm. that's that Star Wars has going. And um when they said his name on the uh, the Ahsoka episode of The Mandalorian, uh-huh. uh, I probably, you know I was I think I was more shocked at that than, you know, than Luke, you know, for me personally, you know. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, you don't you remember how I, I took the Luke stuff, so Yeah. <laughs> but when I heard him say Grand Admiral Thrawn, I'm you know you know, I was like, that was a real shock and all because that came out of nowhere. Oh my God, I know. I did yeah. not. I mean, maybe other people expected it, but I didn't. Not me. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what did she just say? Yeah. <laughs> that was one of those uh, chilling moments for me. Like, I got the goosebumps when, when I heard her say it. I'm just like, oh my gosh, Thrawn live action. Are we going to see him? When are we going to see him? You know, and it's <laughs> just, my mind starts racing. Anything else you wanted to mention on? On that, or are we segueing into the next? Um, yeah, no, I just wanted to, you know, say good job, good, good discussion, good, good, um, good topic, um, way to sum it up. And, um, somebody took all like the random thoughts I had in my head and kind of like put it in a cohesive, like, you know, easy to understand, uh, order and, and had, you know, some, um, you know, actual thought behind it, you know, and, 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 and supporting, um, <laughs> yeah, supporting, uh, you know, uh, like statements about, you know, this and that. So right on. All right, man. I think we're just gonna kill it and, uh, may the Schwartz be with y'all. May the Schwartz be witches. All right. Do it. Admiral Piet. How many steps do you take before you have foot pain? Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store, and the truth is, the battle between our feet and the concrete or asphalt usually winds up with our feet losing. Studies show that about 75% of people will experience some kind of foot pain 
by middle age. I found that out a number of years ago with plantar fasciitis, and I tried to remedy it with shoes and drugstore cushions that didn't work. Finally, I went to the Good Feet store, was personally fitted for arch supports, and I loved them so much, I bought the store. Without a plan to protect and support your feet, it is likely you could one day be one of the millions living with chronic foot pain. Don't wait until pain demands that you visit us. Stop by the Good Feet store today and let one of our trained arch support specialists fit you with your personal system of arch supports. The Good Feet store is located in Fairfax, Leesburg, Rockville, Baltimore and Hunt Valley, and in Annapolis in the Annapolis Harbor Center. For more information, go to goodfeet.com.